Hello and welcome to episode 15 of Romance Isn't Dead. And now for something completely awful. Good morning! Morning! We have sun! You do? That's amazing. That's yeah, amazing. I know. And I will say this, happy Mother's Day to everybody in the US. It was Mothering Sunday over here in the UK back in March. So, yay! Yay! Yes, just Mothering Sunday today for us. And um, if you are a puppy mom or a pet mom or any kind of mom, happy, happy, happy Mother's Day. I think that we've got some romance news. And, we do. Uh, Ray, could you tell us a little bit about that? Okay, well, last week you may remember that we mentioned Danielle Steele has got four books due out before the end of next year. Um, and I think, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. And both Sally and I said, wow, how does she do it? Can she share her secrets? Well, she heard us. Well, possibly, probably not us. But she released a an interview with Glamour magazine over in the UK about her writing method. Uh, do you fancy writing for 20 hours a day? Me? Yeah. No. I don't have that uh, time. Well, it seems that that is how Danielle Steele gets her novels written. Um, she writes for 20 hours a day wrapped in cashmere and supping on bittersweet chocolate while writing across Europe um, on a manual typewriter, no less, and quite similar to one that I used to have. And she calls it Ollie. But... <laughs> um... um. Okay, I'm sorry. You said 20 hours a day. Yes, 20 hours a day, apparently. And when does she sleep? Possibly for the four hours she's not writing. And, um, I don't, mm-mm, mm-mm. But maybe she's Margaret Thatcher-like. She apparently survived on four hours of sleep a day, a sort of four hours of sleep a night. Well, I mean, you can do that, but I mean, she has to take a break and then... I don't know. That just doesn't seem feasible to me. <laughs> me neither. Cause can you imagine the backache you get? Is she and is she single, Danielle Steele? She'd have I to be. I don't know. She'd have to be, because if you're not going to devote any time to anything, then except your writing, then... And apparently, even even better in this interview, she actually stated that she was going to... She wasn't going to retire from writing, even though she's made something. She's worth something like three hundred and twenty million. She is going to write until she dies. Well, I, I can. I, mean... <laughs> I read this. I saw this yesterday, and I thought, "Oh, that's how she gets all those books written." And then I thought, "Do I want to?" No, that's not me. <laughs> my, my backside would start to hurt too much. Well, I mean, okay, so. You have homes in San Francisco and Paris, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. You need to leave the house and go see things. Well, yeah, I'd have thought so. Maybe she's just being hyperbolic. Perhaps, or maybe she works 20 hours a day, five days a week, and then spends the weekend doing whatever. I don't know. Uh, yeah. The lives of the rich and famous who can understand them, because I can't. No, not me either. And I don't I, think I can be that schedule either. Mm-mm, I don't even want to think about it. Okay, so should we move on? Yes, because we've got a lot to talk about. Okay, okay. All right. Um, 
Do you want to take it away? Yeah. This week may well run a little bit long and we are going to add a disclaimer, which Sally is going to tell you about. But we am well, we're going to try and do our best not to overstay our welcome. Um, <laughs> we did think stupidly that things could not get any worse than last week's book, Frontier Woman, um, with the triggering. It was, well, it was grat- grammatically correct. So it was relatively well written. Um, however, <laughs> clearly two authors that we both um, read this, well, over the last fortnight, decided we can do better here, have our wine coolers and we'll prove it. So <laughs> Sally, better or worse. That's interchangeable. It so, is very. I just would like to issue a, a mild content warning for you. So if you are listening to this uh, and you happen to have small humans in the car, maybe hold out on listening to it till you don't have the miniature humans. I know that if I have my girls in the room, some of the things that we're going to have to discuss today, I would not want to discuss with them because they're just a little too young for it. So just just as a content warning, we're going to do our best to keep it to keep it uh, not vulgar or anything. But but the content is a bit more mature. Um, it's a so, conversation you don't want with your kids right now. Yeah, no, That's the question you don't want them asking. Right. And so just kind of. <laughs> It, it, it hopefully it won't be as bad as I, I'm. I, I'm giving this warning sort of as as a preemptive thing, but I just would hate for anyone to have to answer uncomfortable questions because I didn't give you a heads up. Hey, there might be something coming down the pike. I, I, that's that's where I'm coming from. So, if you don't want to have to potentially answer somewhat uncomfortable questions from your kids, maybe turn this off and come back later. But definitely come back later because I think we do have things to say. Is that, is that fair, Ray? I think it's perfectly fair. Okay. I wouldn't have even thought of the little human's warning because I don't have any and I can tell my cat anything. Mm. But <laughs> She's very understanding. Mothering, yeah. <laughs> she's, yeah, she's far too understanding sometimes. Um, but it being Mothering Sunday, this might be something you want to listen to while you're soaking in the tub if you get the chance. Right, right. <laughs> um, okay, so... All right. Are we ready? <laughs> I think so. Okay. Uh, All right. How do we want to start this? Well, I think we need to start with what gave us the idea for this. Okay. Because it was stupid. So <laughs> stupid. Okay. So what happened? Or in the parlance of, of some folks in the United States. What had happened was... Um, we were looking on Amazon at, at new romance that's coming out, and I saw that Christine Feehan was going to have a new book in a series that she um, had started publishing, and none of it was particularly old, so I thought, all right, well, you know what? We could potentially read this new book when it comes out in the series, and that, but over the next couple of weeks, read the two leading up to it. So we'd have sort of this discussion, like this continuing discussion of the series. And so I bought the book. And um, the book that I bought was, hold on, let me pull it up on my Kindle so I can give you the exact correct name, Shadow Rider. A Shadow Rider's novel, book one. 
it sounds kind of dark yeah it sounds kind of dark it can sounds kind of supernatural and it is all of those things that is absolutely (laughs) uh truth in advertising let's call that truth in advertising but then you see christine feehan and you think I like her books. What can go wrong? Okay. I, I do kind of like her. And so as I'm reading it, I told, I was telling Ray basically that it was really not what I had got myself in for. And she had a thought as I was sort of kvetching about what I was having to read. Um, Ray, what did you think? I thought something so dumb. Um, I thought, well, if it's, that bad maybe I should take the hit and do what we had been discussing and we've mentioned on here a few weeks ago and um, read The Mister by E.L. James I want to spear my eyes out with a fork Um, (laughs) it's not good but we're talking about Shadow Rider right now and we'll get into my mistakes later on oh bless (laughs) so bad so anyway so, um, I, I am a Christine Feehan reader from back when, uh, I think the dark series yeah. came Same here. out. Um, and I think I read the first one I read was, I think the fifth one in the series and, you know, you've got this really broody alpha male and, um, he's a vampire and blah, 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 blah. And so it's a thing, right? And, and you it was an interesting take on vampires and, and so on and so forth. So I really didn't, um, I don't know. I, I've read a lot of Christine Feehan. I've read some of her leopard series. I've read some of her game series. So I really kind of felt like I was, uh, prepared for whatever she was going to kind of toss at me. And that was totally fine. The, this book, no, no, what, know what you weren't prepared or know why? <laughs> um, this book had... Okay. I was probably halfway in and I realized I was still unclear as to what exactly a Shadow Rider was. Like, and they never really... Uh, they tried to explain it textually sort of contextually but it's never super clear to me um this book has some consent issues um now and 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 i'm trying to think how to put she and i told ray as we were as i was moving (coughs) along i said this book really it's like christine feehan is playing at bdsm yeah, well, you sent me that snippet of the and book, then, and, then, and I read it out at work, and they just looked at me. <laughs> it's the the quietest I've seen one of my colleagues ever be. Uh huh. Because I think that I think it was shock. Uh huh. Something so bad. I mean, the thing is, I've read the Carpathians as well. I loved that. I loved the early part of the series. I think it got too long, but I right. did love the early part of the series. Right. And. I liked the way that she wrote. Yeah, exactly. So I, I possibly would have done the same as you and picked up that book and thought, oh, it's a different series. It's something new. And it's only I'm getting in right at the beginning rather than having to source the books, which mm-hmm. 
sometimes isn't so easy over here but thank you amazon for making it a little bit easier I'm not right. plugging amazon i'm just saying thank you for making it easier to get books right. over here right and, and so when i'm reading this like i have certain expectations for her because i have read numerous novels by her but i really didn't feel like she did a particularly good job of contextually explaining exactly what a shadow writer was and do you she, still not know i know like when we got that doesn't deep sound into sure. well when we got deep into the novel there's this discussion of it right and so i get it later on but i just still wasn't super i don't know it's fine you know but that was an early on sort of critique the other thing is and i think what bothered me the most was that she really like i said she was kind of playing at bdsm but it doesn't seem like it's something she knows very much about that having been said i don't know a whole lot about it I just know enough about BDSM to know that I don't know enough to write a book about it. <laughs> and, She's honest. And I feel like she doesn't know enough to write a book about it. And so she kind of played at it and then didn't do it. I mean, I, there aren't a bunch of whips and chains or anything like that, but. But it's not all about whips and no, chains. No, no, is it? no, no, it's not. I, I don't think it's all about whips and chains, but I, I'm just trying to say that that's not in this book. Um, there's some spanking in this book and there wasn't like a content warning that there's like spanking in this book. So if that's a trigger for you, then you definitely don't want to read that. Um, and there, there are some consent issues and I try to give authors the benefit of the doubt, but even for me when I, and I'm, I'm, I'm an old reader, right? I've been reading this stuff for years. Yeah. So open-minded and yeah, I try, all I that. try real hard to be like, okay, no, here's the can, but maybe it was just that I didn't find the hero particularly likable, so I wasn't super forgiving of him. I don't know, but it just did not meet expectations of what I would want or hope from a Christian Fiha novel, and the the. It, excerpt that I sent, I'll read a brief part of it. Um, this is page, I think, 401-ish, <laughs> 409 of 468. This was not a short novel. Okay. Stefano woke with the dawn creeping into the bedroom and urgent knee clawing at his belly. I'm going to delete his was thick and hard and desperate to be inside Francesca's warm, wet channel. So apparently it has a mind of its own. That seems to be a problem with a lot of books these days. And it was desperate, not him. Right? Okay. So apparently it has its own mind and it's operating outside of any male control like any mental control that he may have is operating outside of that um i could go just, on and is and this perhaps a problem to, with some women writing about male biology that they don't comprehend i don't know but i mean like <laughs> i had to read it twice because i wasn't certain what i was seeing because is I that think, why you sent it to me? <laughs> well, that and it read like bad fanfic. Yeah. It yeah, reminded me of the baseball bat. Oh, no. 
There was a terrible, time, terrible, there was a terrible, every, terrible thing. And, and we're not going to go into it, but every time, every time I read I something terrible, I'm like know. baseball bat to Ray. And she knows. So that, it's because that, I'm that's the one that sent it to you. Yeah. <laughs> so if I had to scrub my eyes out with a Brillo pad after that, then you get to scrub your Brillo eyes out with a pad. But I sent that to you because this is the very beginning of chapter 23. So, um, yeah, I, I guess uh, if I were if I were looking for something new to read by Christine Feehan, I would probably skip this series. Go and, back to, to reread something else. Yeah, perhaps reread the old Carpathian series or one of her uh, early Shadow Game novels. Um, I, I, what this feels like to me is that she was looking for a new paranormal angle, and she's just kind of randomly this. She latched onto this, and it maybe didn't feel quite. I don't know, it just isn't. It, it's because it's selling well in other market, in other aspects of the romance market, maybe. I don't know, but I can't. I just this one's tough for me. This one's tough for me. So, right, I'm going to stop there and let you take it away because I think you have even more to say than I do. Oh God, yeah. Um, where to start? Uh, this is this was hard for me. I. I don't know why I picked this book up. And as soon as we finish this, I am deleting it from my Kindle. And if I could delete it from my purchase history, I would. This book, The Mister, the new book by E.L. James, I think the saddest part about it is that it could have been a good story had it been written by someone else uh, there were characters in there that were unnecessary the lead female character was pathetic I think that's the kindest word I can say um, the male the lead male character who is supposed to be worldly wise um, incredibly sexually active um, we're talking about this is a guy who slept with his brother's widow after her after his funeral for goodness sake I mean that's just no that's just not a done thing and then after three weeks of being with this woman with his cleaner who he constantly refers to as his daily um which is so old-fashioned it's ridiculous his date. It's a it's a term over here um, for somebody who comes in on the daily to clean. Okay. It's very English. Um, in the space of three weeks, he goes from meeting his new daily Alessia, um, who is from. Oh God, I can't even remember. I only finished reading it yesterday. She is from the Eastern Bloc, the Eastern European Bloc. And she was smuggled over here by sex traffickers and she escaped. So she is on the run, hiding out. And they go through so much trouble to get her back. But it is such a tiny plot point. The rest of the story, there is no plot. It's really bad. It's all about these two characters getting to know each other. And I'm getting very mishmashed in here. But in the space of the three weeks, as I say, he meets his new daily still sleeping with multiple other girls, falls in love with her, seduces her, she's a virgin, um, and she comes across as very confused because she is both someone who went to university and has an education. She spent her childhood and adulthood reading English books, yet her English is so broken that she'll say things like, I am cleaner, mister, oh. which uh, the use of Mr. all the way through this makes you realise why they called it the Mr. However, 
oh, it's the most annoying phrase. It makes it sound like it's something from Dickens. Mm -hmm. And when she gets kidnapped by the man her father had arranged for her to marry, a gangster with lots of money, apparently, who was abusive and threatened to break her fingers and everything else, but you don't find this out until way into the book. He then, the mister, Maxim, follows her to Eastern Europe to get her back. Okay, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. So she was kidnapped by sex traffickers. No, she wasn't kidnapped by sex traffickers. Her mother arranged for her to get to England to escape from the man, Anatoly, that her father had arranged for her to marry. He basically sold her off for a loan, but he hadn't received the loan. It's very confusing. And so she arranges for her daughter to come to England and doesn't realise that the people she's arranged for her daughter to travel with are actually sex traffickers. Okay, so then she escapes the sex traffickers. Did the sex traffickers try to get her back too? They do try and get her back. They, in fact, they beat her up. They somehow managed to find her and Maxim at this place in at his family seat in the southwest of the UK, so Devon Cornwall, Cornwall area. Um, they beat her up and then they are arrested. It's so convoluted. I mean, there are so many things in here that are unnecessary, like too the whole... Too many moving parts? Yeah, too many moving parts that are unnecessary. Okay. I mean, the whole thing with his sister-in-law, why bother mentioning that um, he slept with her? He goes round to see her after... Um, he returns to London because his flat is burgled. He returns to London with Alessia and mm -hmm. goes straight away to see his sister-in-law, who all of a sudden becomes clingy and desperate and pathetic. It's like, do you not like women or something? This is to E.L. James, not to Maxim, who clearly likes women way too much. Um, and it's kind of like going round to see his sister-in-law where they have a discussion about his brother who died and it could have been an accident but it could have been suicide that's never resolved so no reason is given for why his why he maybe committed suicide younger or brother what. older brother older brother which is why he's now he's now an earl i mean it, the title thing was completely pointless completely pointless it was unnecessary in the extreme it played no part in the story at all he could have been joe blogs off the street or a famous rugby player it wouldn't have mattered because the story would have still played out the same i'm gonna ask this question do you think maybe she did that to try and appeal to american audiences who are um who tend to some some Americans tend to be interested in the British peerage? Do you think maybe she was trying to play on that, like as a commercial thing, or do you think it's not that sophisticated? I don't think it's that sophisticated. Okay. I think it. I think it was just if it if that had been the case, then him going around in that society and his entire life revolving around that society would have made sense. But he didn't. Mm -hmm. He was the troublemaking younger brother who was the spare. Mm. <laughs> and apparently his brother constantly called him the spare. Oh, wow. Which I just personally... Yeah, but he apparently did it in a playful way and he missed his brother and oh, I don't know. Um, I actually have to admit that I stopped giving a single fig about any of this. 
by about 50% of the way through. And I'm someone who reads a lot of books. Mm -hmm. I read a lot. I read, I can read two or three books in a week, if not more. This book took me two weeks to read. And by 50% of the way through the book, which was the first time there's actually any physical contact, contact between Maxim and Alessia, I had lost the will to live. It was this book is 516 pages long. That's insane. It is completely insane. It's almost as though she there were certain th- I think that there are three things that annoyed me about this book and I'm glad that I'm the one that read it rather than Sally because I know they would have annoyed her even more than they annoyed me. One is the use of first person present tense through the perspective of the male character. The second is third person present tense, which is the view of Alessia, who, even though they're sleeping together, still calls him Mr. Don't get me started. And the third is constant short sentences. And I'm saying that with emphasis for a reason. Every single page, every single paragraph, the sentences are really short. It's written as though it's targeting a very young audience who doesn't read very much or someone who can't keep their attention, who can't maintain an attention, hasn't got an attention span. I struggled with it because I found it frustrating as anything i didn't like the characters i didn't like the story i felt that actually it could have been fantastic as a fanfic in any of the fandoms but as an original novel that was published and people paid for i paid for this so annoyed me um it no it was just not worth it so my recommendation don't read it unless you really want to hurt yourself um mentally Okay, so that was one of the reasons I objected to reading this in general because I did not want to spend $10 on it, which is what it cost, at least when I, the last time I looked at it, it cost $10. The funny thing is, it now costs, if you buy it in paperback over here, it's £3.99, £3.99, which is about $6. <laughs> wow. And that's paperback. Wow. Well, I, needless to say, I don't... Ugh, okay. So, I, I'm i looking at this, and is it... Um, does it's not it even read, hot. Does it read like... Does it read like Fifty Shades? I don't know, because I haven't read Fifty Shades. Okay, okay. I wasn't going to... I read the reviews of Fifty Shades and decided that I wasn't going to inflict that upon myself. If I wanted to read BDSM, I was going to read something by Anne Rice. Is she like Anne she Rice, wrote, like vampire Anne Rice? Yes, but she wrote a trilogy under an um, under an um, Anne Baudelaire uh-huh. called the Sleeping Be- Sleeping Beauty trilogy, which uh-huh. I would say it's a much thinner books, um, and it sort of plays on fairy tales. Interesting. I didn't realize that she had done that. Yes, she did. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Education every day on this channel. <laughs> <laughs> um 
Okay, so I'm going to say this and maybe it's bad. Or I'm just going to say it. I'm be, I said what I said. I have a problem with a quote-unquote romance novel being written primarily from the point of view of the hero. I agree. Um, but then I had a problem with it because it didn't feel organic. Right, right. Because the thing is, okay, so it's not that I have a problem with a male point of view in a romance novel. But no, because like, some have to be. Yeah, ta- taking the taking the romance novel that I read, for instance, uh, the Christine Feehan book, it was written in both of their points of view. And um, that, to me, was fine. It was not... It was written in both of their points of view. It was written mm-hmm. in uh, Stefano's point of view and then was it Francesca. I can't remember her name. Yeah, it was Francesca. Um, she reused the name Francesca. Oh, man. I read that whole book and realized, just now realized she reused her name. Okay, so. <laughs> it's because there aren't any more names in the world. Didn't you know that? Because <sighs> apparently, apparently this char- um, the main character in this book um, Maxim Trevelyan. Trevelyan is apparently the maiden name of Christian Grey's mother. Oh my gosh! I only only know that because I read a, I I had to read other to make sure I wasn't alone. Right. <laughs> because the reviews on the reviews on um, Amazon, fifty five percent of the reviews on this were five star. But I think my point, my problem with that is that the part, all right, first of all, first person present tense is wretched. But, it is. But that having been said, how could you only do that from the male perspective when romance novels typically are written by women for women? That doesn't, like, if we're seeing inside anybody's head, it should be her head, not his. You'd have right. thought so, because but then, to me, but then, would it have been in the horrendous broken English that she had the character using in the book? But, but that having been, no, it wouldn't have. It shouldn't have Lies. been. <laughs> you don't know. I know. Well, let's just say it shouldn't have. But the other thing is, he's that just is that is just so to have that first person be his perspective not hers runs so counter to anything that is female headed right I mean mm. it just it doesn't especially because she doesn't have that same respect yeah, right I agree I will say the one thing you were talking about consent earlier and the one thing that this book has a lot of and it gets a little bit irritating when the third or fourth time they're in bed together he's still doing it is the consent and it's quite funny because I've just been reading the reviews that were written by the press and it says here E.L. James does a valiant job of playing up the importance of contraception and consent and the dangers of abusive relationships but if that's the only good thing that someone can say then I'm not sure it's saying it's a good book well Okay, so, yeah, she does a valiant job, but the bottom line is there is a power imbalance that exists between the two of them from the jump that I just don't like. Well, yeah, it's the class thing. Yeah, I mean, I just don't like, I mean, I can't, I, I, mm, okay. 
All right. I, <laughs> I just don't like it. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't like the premise, but it, it wouldn't be a book that I would pick up normally anyway. It's certainly not one I'll pick up now. No, um, I, I would heartily recommend you pick up anything, but I'm now having to find anything else. So recommendations below for something that will completely clear my head of any of the horrifying, horrific writing that I've just put myself through for you, by the way. Um, <laughs> any recommendations, put them below because I will, I'm heartily accepting recommendations for new books. <laughs> Okay, well, is there anything else that we need to say about these two books? Well, apart from don't read them, find something else. Right, apart from that. <laughs> no, well, I, I would actually be interested in hearing from anybody who liked them. Fair enough. I mean, I, I think that's fair. Defend the books to us. Explain to yeah, us why we're wrong. Yeah, well, we're not wrong. We have our opinions. Um, but explain to us what you liked, what you didn't like, what you felt felt was done really well, and why you liked the books. Because I'd be really interested to hear. I mean, I don't know if I'm if we're both speaking from a different perspective. One of the things that struck me with a lot of the reviews that I've read is that people were saying, if you're looking, uh, don't criticize the grammar. What? But it's a book. It's been published. You're paying for it. If it's badly don't criticize the grammar. Seriously, somebody actually put in a review. I was looking at the, I was going through the reviews and someone said, why buy the book if you're going to slate it? Um, It's some kinky fun. It's not written as a historical educational essay on sex. Well, no, it's not. That doesn't mean it shouldn't be read standard English. Yeah, apparently some reviews on here are quite critical of the content and the writing. But we're reading it as a book. It is money that we've spent on a book. And you read a book for the content and the writing. So why wouldn't you criticize them? Mm-mm. I'm not, yeah. I'm not. I mean, it would, it would have been fine had the storyline of either our book, either of our books been really good engaging the characters have been good you can forgive Mm -hmm. i mean how many times have you picked up a book and gone oh well the writing wasn't that great or read a fanfic even the writing wasn't that great but the storyline was fantastic and the characters really drew you in Mm -hmm. well i mean to be fair this book this book for me i did not like it i did not enjoy it but ultimately it was forgettable right ultimately it was forgettable and it didn't offend me deeply I just it just wasn't quite what I expected from a a published author a best-selling published author who has been represented by a book agent presumably for a very long time this one felt a little phoned in if you will and, and it needed help um and I did not enjoy obviously some of those passages but it it didn't offend me on the level that, that this book probably that, that you read would probably, cause mm. I would probably just be offended by just its existence. <laughs> so <laughs> it's good. I didn't read it. Yeah. I, I, I thought that, I mean, as I said, it took me two weeks to read and I finally finished it yesterday. In fact, if you see me on Twitter anywhere at all about Ray, you will have seen my, I've reached 98%. 
I finally finished because I was so relieved to be done. So relieved to be done because now I'm, I made so many no- I've I haven't made as many notes on a book while reading it since I was doing my degree. I made pages of notes in Kindle. I'm not going to share them on Goodreads because they are mostly pulling apart the grammar, the content, the characterization, all the things that people are apparently say, get offended at being criticized. Um, well, the, you know why they're <laughs> offended? They're offended because those are quantifiable things that are actually wrong and there's no defense against making those kinds of mistakes. And so they get their backs up because there's no way to defend against it except well, why are you even bothering? You yeah. Know? And then the stuff that they liked about it, well, it's all opinion, right? So and That's the thing. It's something, it is personal view. I didn't like it. In fact, I'd go so far as to say, I wish Goodreads would make a zero star or an, and a negative star rating. I've never wanted to rate. I'm, I've read some books that I didn't like and I really didn't like them, but I've never wanted to negative rate a book before now. Well, let me say this. This makes you want to go back into the books that we gave three stars. Makes you want to go back and give them at least four, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it does. It makes me feel a bit guilty because the one thing that I find frustrating is when you're writing a review, you have to give it a star rating. Mm-hmm. Even if you didn't like it, if you want to write a review, you have to give it a star rating. And there is no option for... N- Minus 2,576, which is currently what my brain is telling me in these. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Alrighty then. Can you give it a half a star? Nope. You have to give it a whole star or more. Mm. So, you go negative. Big time. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I yeah. I would probably give this particular fee handbook two stars. That's generous. At best. Be, well, but then again, I we've read some of the books that we've read, I would give five stars, and you've only given them three stars. So I guess you'd have to give it a one star because it, it is nowhere near as good as, say, uh, Ransom. And we only gave Ransom three stars, although I argued pretty heavily that we should give it more stars. You were like, no, 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 we need to go three. I know, but I think I think my, my reason for the ratings is that we can't give half stars, and I don't think a five-star rating is enough, which is why we have the chili rating, which is ten. Right, but... Yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm not giving I'm I'm not giving this one a chili rating because I first of all it's been it's been two weeks since I've read it or a week and a half since I read it and I'm not going back to reread it. And um, no, not I'm not giving. Well, I can't give this one a chili. I can't give this one in all conscience. The sex scenes made me laugh. Mmm. They didn't make you hot under the collar. They made you laugh. I was sitting on the bus on the way to work. And quite often I will read a book on the way to work and I can get a little bit flushed. In fact, somebody has, several people have commented on the fact that I've walked into the office a little bit flushed or I've been, I've come back from lunch a little bit flushed from reading a book. This book, I was laughing so hard. I snorted. (laughs) Like that. Well, no, mine is more... (laughs) (laughs) 
I sound a little bit like a pig. Um, and I actually laughed so much. I snorted reading the sex scenes in this book. Wow. For the record. And I, and I used to edit fanfic. If you are a novelist listening to our podcast if people are laughing when they're reading your sex scenes and you're trying to make them hot under the collar that's probably not a good sign no it's not (sighs) oh no i mean okay so we need to go back we need to we need to have a book that we that we actually liked so hopefully our book for the next fortnight will cleanse the palate a little bit or for this coming up we will cleanse the palate a little bit um yeah maybe but it is very much an alpha male and it is an older book so we are going to be seeing how it aged uh, it's called dream man by linda howard i mean it's your choice this week and as it well. was my choice this week and and hopefully ray will not hate it <laughs> <laughs> i don't think i i think that anything that is going to bleach my brain of the book that i've just finished is going to be getting a better reception than right. That. Um, well, let me say this: I do want to give out a bit of a content warning for this book that we're reading. Um, it's not sexual violence, but it, there is violence against women. Like, there's the the primary plot point is that he, this there is a man who is a serial killer, and he kills. Uh, he targets women, very specific women, and he kills them very bloody. And the heroine is a psychic, and she unvolunt- or involuntarily, he projects into her head what he's doing. And then the hero of the piece is a, is a police officer who's hard-bitten and very skeptical about psychics and all of that stuff. So if you... Do not enjoy books that have any violence in them. This is going to be a book you're going to want to take a pass on. But it's not, it's not, it's not sexual violence against women. Does that make sense? Yeah, total it's, sense. It's just, it's murder. Um, so in other words, it's kind of like a crime romance. It is, it is, it's definitely, because they're, they're trying to solve a crime at the same time. Yeah, and so, so it's a crime thriller, but it is definitely romance because the the primary plot is the hero and the heroine realizing that they're in love and you know they they enjoy each other's company. So yeah, that's the primary thing. But um, yeah, the hero's name is Dane. So anyway, I like Dane. <laughs> <laughs> but I have well, not. He has never- a- if he has a Texan accent, then I can continue my um, wonderful imaginings of Christian Kane in Leverage. He's a he's a Floridian, and he's really <laughs> tall. So oh, the height's no bearing. Seriously, well, I'm four foot eleven. I mean, height really has no bearing. Height has bearing for me. Okay. Yeah, Michael J., Michael J. Fox would have been tall for me. Height has bearing for me. But anyway, um, I'm just saying, um, just saying to you just in general, um, or to, to our listeners as well, that, that there is violence in this book, but it is not, and it is violence against women, but it's not sexual violence. It is instead, um, just, this is a, this is a serial killer. Yeah. And, uh, the hunt for a serial killer. So I just wanted to give everybody a heads up on that. Um, 
And I hope you decide to read along with us. That's Linda Howard, Dream Man. And this is an older book. I have not read it in a couple years. So I'm, I'm going to be reading it this time to try and figure out how it aged. Whereas we'll I'm going to be reading it for the first time. kind. So it's a swap on last time's book. Yes, yes. And, and hopefully will... it's going to fare a little bit better. Well, <laughs> I, I, I still feel a little bit bad for being so hard on Frontier Woman. I do, because I, I, I was like, oh, well, is, Ray, Ray read this book, and Ray recommended this book, or Ray chose this book, and I feel like I should find something I like about it, and all I could find was the grammar, so. Yeah, well, yeah, but to be fair, it didn't age well. It hasn't aged well. It's one of those books that you look at, and you think, when you're 16 years old, you read it through totally different eyes. When you're 16 years old in the, well, I was 16 years old in the 90s, when you're Going that far back, we looked at books differently. I guess so, yeah. I know, but and you also you weren't a mother. No, I was not. And no, do you think and that may well have changed your view? And I hadn't gone through a load of life experience that I have now. Mm-hmm. So I looked at it very, very different. I looked at it through older, more experienced eyes. Mm-hmm. Whereas when I read it at sixteen, I was still in school. I was pretty naive I was the bookworm and it was an escape whereas now I look at it and think oh that I don't remember reading that and it may well have been that I skimmed it yeah maybe so I get that um and hopefully Linda Howard will uh fare a little bit better fare a little bit better for us in uh in this next week so do we have anything else we need to say um no just keep on searching for your happily ever after and i would remind you that romance isn't dead it's alive and well on your bookshelf bye bye